Welcome to the Embrace Your Life podcast, the place to be to live authentically and simply embracing your life with your host, Kayla LQ. Today on the show, I get to speak with someone who personally inspired me. This is someone who struggled with his own confidence, felt insecure for most of the time, and was doubtful, which led him to depression. Although he lost motivation and his drive for life, he decided to find ways to help himself. Through meditation, mindfulness, fitness, and personal development, he was able to break free from his pain and create a life of meaning. Now, he is using his experience and story to help others to feel peace with their thoughts and tap into higher levels of motivation and confidence. Help me welcome Alex Simon Cormier. Hi, Alex. Hey, hi, Kayla. <laughs> How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So, Alex, tell us what is exactly that you do and who are you? <laughs> It's a deep question. <laughs> who am I? Yeah, I think that's the question that we all ask ourselves, right? Who, are, yeah. who am I? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, a little bit about myself and, and what I do. I'm, I'm a Canadian, born and raised in Atlanta, Canada, Moncton, New Brunswick. Uh, I've been traveling a little bit in my 20s, you know, living, um, you know, on the East Coast a little bit and then on the West Coast as well. Um, I found a little bit about what I do is I essentially I help entrepreneurs to become more aware of their patterns, their behaviors, their thoughts, the things that get in the way of their progress in life, right? Um, there's always that next level. Um, we always have more potential to tap into. And so I help them realize that potential through coaching and mindfulness, as well as leadership coaching. So it's a little bit about what I do. Um, the biggest thing that I focus on, some of the things that I help my clients with is really diving into the, the next layer of confidence that allows them to reach the next level of their goals and doing through uh, belief work, but also doing um, optimizing their habits as well and their lifestyle and routines, because that's a big part in your mm. in life. So that's a, in a nutshell what I do and what I help my clients with. Yeah. Mm, I love that. So you said like you help people to tap more into their higher levels of potential. What is that exactly? And how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, potential is, um, you know, I think that we all have this feeling inside of us that we're capable of doing more in our life. Mm -hmm. And we always have this voice that can, you know, sometimes nag at us, you know, it's either positive or negative, right? Mm. Um, but I know for me, that was, that was my reality. That was, um, and, and it still is. And I think that it doesn't matter if you're, you know, Tony Robbins or, you know, Elon Musk, there's, you always have that thought of, mm. I could be doing more, or what could I be doing to improve, you know, this aspect of this element of my life or this aspect of my business or, um, so that potential, that higher level of potential is that voice that tells you, you can do more, but it's about changing the relationship with that voice. And, Because often I know for me, what and for I think, you know, a lot of people, that voice is, it's heavy, mm. right? Uh, it's I'm not good enough or, you know, or it's judgment and shame and guilt for not following through on maybe the things that we say we want to do or how we want to improve. And so it's more about using that voice as a, as a, as a guidance, as a, as a, as a, you know, a seed of potential versus a judgment or a shame, right? It's mm. wherever, wherever you are, that's okay. 
but to, you know, realizing that that voice is there for a reason, it's to help push you and guide you into um, actualizing more of your potential. So that's, that's how I like to see it um, in terms of, you know, what is your higher potential? It's that voice inside of you that tells you that you can do more, that you are good enough, that you are worthy and deserving of the things that you want, you know, mm. who you want to become and, and, and what you want to achieve in your life. Absolutely. I love how you said that. It's, it's basically a guiding voice. It's kind of a tool to help you to tap into your inner self, I guess. That's a way to put it. But we do have the potential inside. It's not something you go at the store and buy. It's not something that you need to, you know, order online. It's something that you already have innate in yourself and then you just need to tap into. Yeah. It brings me kind of a situation in mind uh, where, because you talked about depression And I know for myself, I've been there, I've done that uh, because I was pushing myself in the wrong direction. So I was kind of like thinking that I had to do more because you mentioned doing more. So I'd just like to clarify, when you say to tap into your potential and doing more, what does that look like exactly without having to tap into the burnout or depression? Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah that's a good point that you bring up. Um, Because we we are, we do see that in our culture, right? Pushing, pushing for more and more. Um, it's about understanding yourself and what you're capable. I think you know what you're capable of handling, or you know, at the stage that you're at. And I think that you know when we push ourselves too much or to the point of overwhelm and over exhaustion, that's a lack of awareness and understanding of what your capacity is in terms of workload or. Um, you know, just, just life in general, right? What you're able to handle at that stage in your development. And it's about understanding that line, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, that the, the RPM in your car, right? It, it, it revs past that red line. Mm -hmm. Well, if you keep, keep that red line there for a long time, your engine is going to blow, right? And that's what kind of causes that burnout. And, and I've experienced mild burnouts in the past too. And it's about recognizing and understanding one implementing the, the proper habits to support you because that's that's the biggest thing if you're not taking care of yourself first you're not able to do more or handle more pressure or more you know stress and and stress and pressure and overwhelm are all good things mm. in the sense that in little you, dose. If, yeah in, in little <laughs> doses and, and and as long as you're able to bring yourself back and recover from that overwhelm recover from The problem is that we stay in the overwhelm, we stay in the stress, we stay in the pressure for too long, mm -hmm. and that's what us out. So as long as we're able to push the limit, bring ourselves back, recharge, recalibrate, push again, that's really the balance and the, and the delegate dance. So it's not about pushing yourself to, mm. you know, to the point of exhaustion and until so you can't go anymore. It's about kind of that wavering back and forth of recovery and, and as long and also focusing on taking care of yourself as you are. Ex you know, extending yourself to tap into more of your potential and to, you know, try new things or, you know, do more in your life. Absolutely. I love that. Because like you said, a lot of the times we think in our culture is appropriate for us to push, push, push and not to rest and not to take time to recharge or take care of ourselves. It's like, it's like, it should be the top priority on our list, but it's not always the top priority in our work culture, at least. I don't know for, you know, Uh, other places but I know for here at least in Canada and maybe other places around it's the same kind of mentality that you need to work 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 and self-care is secondary even third on the list you know 
So what are some of your best recommendations for people, like you said, to kind of deal with the stress and like bring yourself back? So I know you've, uh, you were very prone on meditation and mindfulness. And what are other tips or tools that helps you to bring yourself back? The biggest thing is like understanding what recharges you, right? What kind of brings that, you know, what makes, gives you that sense of energy and, and you know, um, and for sometimes it looks different for different, for different times, right? I've learned that sometimes I need to take a step back and just kind of like not do anything or like just like meditate people on myself or like go, you know, for a walk by myself doing something very like low key and, and low, low stimulus. But sometimes it's doing something like high intensity and high stimulus, like a, you know, a workout or a bike ride or, um, you know, even socializing. Mm-hmm. Those are all high stimulus activities that can be fuel, but it, sometimes they can be, you know, it just depends on what you need in that moment. So it's like that awareness, but the tools that I use have always been just that awareness. So that mindfulness is like my number one tool because without checking in with yourself and, and understanding, you know, um, where your line is or, or when you're feeling, you're starting to get into that pattern of maybe, you know, overworking or, Mm. you know, then you can't kind of bring yourself back. So number one for me is increasing your awareness to your patterns, increasing your awareness to what's causing the stress. Like often what creates too much stress for us is actually just we're avoiding something Mm. in our life. Right. So we have all these things that we, you know, say we want to do or that we plan to do or, and then, or that we need to do, right. The responsibilities mm-hmm. and things that we don't. And then sometimes that just piles up in our subconscious and that's what creates the overwhelm, the stress is just not dealing with it. So recognizing like, what are the things that you're not addressing yeah. internally with yourself and, and not taking care of and not taking responsibility for and And even I would say like, in terms of like a the number one thing that I could say to this is like take responsibility for everything in your life, even the yes. things that aren't your fault, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be your fault for you to take responsibility for. Just take responsibility for your situation and for whatever you need to do, and start taking small steps to take care of that, and that'll start actually taking care of your stress because the stress is actually what's causing the stress is not dealing with it, not mm-hmm. taking responsibility for it. Yeah. Um, Not dealing with it in the first place. I like that advice because that's true. It's like we think that pointing fingers at the world, the rest of the people will solve our issues. But in the reality, what's causing us more anxiety and stress in the first place is not taking full responsibility for our life and our thoughts and our behavior. So Mm -hmm. blaming game is not a success. (laughs) It's not going to be a successful headline. Um, Yeah. Yeah, true. Love how you said that. So can you recall a moment in time where you felt like a lot of stress and you had to shift, like you said, or bring yourself back? And that was like a pivoting point in your life, a critical point where everything changed and you realized that you had to take care of yourself and you had to take full responsibility. Yeah, I mean, I've probably had a few moments like that, honestly. Um, the, The one that comes to mind is you know, when I was 20, 22, maybe, um, I was living in Halifax, Nova Scotia at the time I had moved away from home, had been about two years. I was living there. I found myself back in the same pattern. So just partying and, you know, doing drugs on the weekends and just, you know, just not really finding any direction. And I knew that something needed to change. I knew that I, I 
deserved and wanted more for myself and for my life. And that was better than the things that I was doing and the people that I was hanging around with. And, and at that moment, that was like the pivotal point where I realized like I needed to change something. Like if I wanted things to change, I needed to change something. I need to take responsibility and make a decision to, to go a different direction. And so at that time I had, you know, two different options. I was actually going to go back to university and, and take a, a degree in psychology. And then at the same time, an opportunity came to move out West to Vancouver uh, with my brother. And so that was the, the change, right? The pivotal moment of change for me is, is, taking responsibility for the situation that I put myself in, right? The mm -hmm. decisions that I've made and whether they were influenced, they, they were definitely influenced by my, you know, my, by my environment, by my friends and by the people I was hanging around with mm -hmm. and the culture, right? The culture of drinking yeah. and partying and, you know, getting pulled into that environment. And, but I had, to, you know, I had to take responsibility that, you know, if that's not what I wanted for my life, then I, then I needed to change and needed something to change. So, um, I mean, that was definitely like taking a big step back and like looking at myself and taking responsibility for making the change. Mm. Yeah. So looking back at that situation, there's always no regret, right? There's only just lessons. What's the mm -hmm. biggest lesson that you've taken away from that experience? That particular one, surround yourself with good people. Mm. Like surround, surround yourself with people that inspire you, surround yourself with people who support you no matter what you know, mm. that encourage you to take risks in life, that encourage you to try new things. To The good follow. risks, right? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the good risks. Yeah, yeah, the good risks. Yeah, like the things that would better your life, right? Not, not send you down a spiral of yeah. darkness. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, definitely, yeah, like mm. you, become, you become your environment, right? And, yeah. and that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I learned early on is if you're not creating your environment you're going to be a, um, a, a byproduct a byproduct of your environment mm -hmm. exactly so yeah so make sure that you craft that and, and are intent intentful of how you create absolutely your for those listeners out there who are like what is he talking about crafting my own you know <laughs> environment what does that look like exactly and how can somebody start doing that on the smaller scale yeah environment is everything you know um everything that you consume in life, right? So it's, it's your home, it's the media that you consume, it's the people you hang around with, it's your work environment, um, it's your city, um, your, your family. So, you know, uh, your, your food, like the food that you eat, that you consume, mm -hmm. uh, anything that you consume is, is part of your environment, right? Like, you know, you put food in your mouth, if it's bad food, or if it's good food, it's going to have an impact on how you feel, which is your inner environment, which is going to produce, you know, um, the results of your performance in life and how you show up. Mm -hmm. um, so bite size and like how like, making those things like I made drastic changes when I to change my environment. So it started when I was in high school and, and graduating college, I realized that I was in an environment with, with influence that just wasn't really where I wanted to be. And mm -hmm. so I took myself out of that environment. I made a drastic move and I moved to another city, but that was something that I also wanted to experience. Mm -hmm. And then happened again, same thing, moved away and changed my environment again. But I, the, the difference is people, I thought that if I changed my physical environment, that that would result in me naturally changing things that I wanted to change. The, the yeah. problem is that 
you carry your thoughts, you carry your pain, you carry your insecurities, your fears, your doubts with you wherever you go. Mm. So without doing the inner work and without being clear on the on your intentions of why you want to change your environment, I think that just changing your environment isn't enough. You need to change your environment with clear intentions of what you're going to do when you get into that new environment, if you're going to make that kind of big change. Yeah, absolutely. On the smaller scale, consume more positive content get off social media like honestly like like limit at least your time there like i'm not saying ditch it completely but like literally like we spend way too much time on social media you like and it's just it's a roller coaster it's time consuming it's a roller coaster you got negative you got positive you got funny you got sad you're just you're Mm -hmm. on an emotional roller coaster when you're on there right you're comparing yourself to other people um it's just a natural thing that happens right inside it's of like the culture problems. that is built around those social platforms kind of unconsciously creates that mm-hmm. sense of comparison and that sense of yeah. always feeling like oh they have this i want more or i yeah. you know it's that sense of vicious loop that never ends it, it never yeah. ends <laughs> they're very yeah. good at doing their job to keep us active <laughs> on these platforms yeah. for sure mm-hmm. yeah so yeah for anyone out there who's looking to you know make changes to really to their environment, you know, and, and I think that the hardest one is relationships. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you have family that's toxic. Um, it's hard to get away. I mean, do as much, it doesn't mean that you have to cut them out completely, but at mm-hmm. least limit your time with those people that are toxic in your life and maybe slowly transition to like not seeing them at all. If that's not, if that's a possibility for you. It's really that sense of awareness of realizing how they make you feel and if they're enhancing your life or not. It exactly. Is, yeah, I love that. It's very interesting how we get caught up, I guess, in all the myths of everything in life. And we just take for granted that, oh, this is my life. I don't have choices. Or, you know, we get sucked on ideas that we don't have a choice to change. But in all reality, the bottom line comes to choices and you have the power to change and make decisions for yourself. Again, if you're youth and listening to this podcast, you might have people uh, <laughs> taking care of you at this moment. But other than that, everybody has a choice. And I think that's where uh, I see great courage in what you've done. I've done the same thing, by the way. I moved away. Uh, I actually moved to New Brunswick and then I moved back. I'm currently in Ottawa, but I move away from family so I can resource myself. And that was the same experience as Alex. It's, it's the inner work. Even if I move physically, it was still the inner work that I had to do in order to free myself from all of this bad, you know, those negative thoughts and I'm not good enough and I have to push more and do more to be somebody and prove myself, which is, to be honest, not true. Um, but it, it all started with the inner work. And I had to come back home to figure that out. I had to be back <laughs> closer to family and be right here at home just to realize that it's not the environment per se it is the inner environment that really needed the most shift and most work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the inner environment is, is the primary because I mean, you can't always avoid toxic people. You can't always avoid, you know, yeah. Shitty circumstances or, or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so if you can, they're going to have a, yeah. <laughs> if you can have a strong inner environment, that's, you know, well taken care of and, Mm. Uh, it's going to make dealing with those external environments that are toxic much much easier Mm. what would you say is your best 
practices to cultivate a healthy environment within? I've done a lot um, in the past three years to, to really cultivate a more healthy inner environment. And honestly, the biggest shift that happened for me was through hiring a coach and working with coaches. Um, that was like the biggest thing is having that unbiased external perspective and someone to be able to challenge my thoughts and to, to dig a little bit deeper into what's going on inside of me to be able to better understand myself and, and increase my level of awareness, also expand my opportunities and possibilities. Like we, we have, we are limitless in the sense that, you know, it's just about opening those pathways, right? Sometimes we don't know what's possible for ourselves until someone asks us a question. Like sometimes it's simple, but it just, it's thought provoking and it's a pattern interrupt, right? It's like, mm. oh, I, I can't do this because of this is this and this and this. And it's like some, one of the most powerful questions that some of my coaches have asked is why not? Mm. Right. <laughs> right why not and then it's just like you just you sit back and think like, why the fuck not right why the hell not and I, <laughs> um, but um yeah so you know coaching definitely it has been a, a a huge huge uh shift for me it's been probably the biggest thing uh, mm. you know other than that if you don't have like the, the uh, you know the the resources to be able to invest in a coach which i understand can be pricey sometimes if you want to work with good coaches um hundred percent worth the money. If you do find a coach that you resonate with, uh, definitely encourage you to do that. If that speaks to you, if you don't have those resources or, or you don't feel like that's necessary for you, I mean, journaling, just gratitude journaling, mm. honestly, huge impact in your positive thinking. It helps you just become more content with your life and where you're at. Um, we often feel this sense of lack of contentment in life just mm -hmm. because we're just we're, we're wired you know biologically to like want and seek more always more 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 progress progress but we'll never we're never satisfied in that sense and that's what pushes our like that's what pushes our species to evolution right it's it's pushing the edge innovating more right trying new things and by practicing gratitude it just helps you just connect with the fact that you don't actually need any more things in your life. Mm, it's like being in that present moment and just appreciating what you have now. And mm. just realizing how like rich you really are, right? Mm -hmm. If you really look at, you know, what does rich mean? It's family it's, values. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like not money <laughs> we're not talking about finance here <laughs> yeah i mean money is but money is still an important thing though right it I is mean, important but it's not part yeah. of the it doesn't have to define richness no no absolutely mm -hmm. not no mm -hmm. it's 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 an element of it but it's it's not you know there's mm -hmm. tons of miserable millionaires out there and, oh uh, yeah <laughs> you know so money, money is not everything definitely no not, they but, say money can it, buy happiness yeah, but it does it does raise your quality of life, which can Absolutely. raise your level of experience and, and certain things like that. But totally support uh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, just just to to kind of you know yeah make that uh, distinction. But yeah, yeah, distinction. Yeah. <laughs> so so definitely like coaching, gratitude practice. Mm. Um, the third thing is like like just whether it's journaling or meditation, something to just help you just connect with your thoughts and like just you know, on reframing, mm. right? Like reframing is like a, a really great tool to be like, 
it's something that I've done naturally in my life. And, and I think that we all do to a degree. It's just, it is a skill. And, and if you don't use it, you know, consistently or consciously, mm-hmm. um, but once you start, you, you start to realize how powerful it is, right? When something bad happens, right? Bad, we label it as bad. But if you can reframe it to, to, to something positive or to, it's either, if, it's, if it, there's no positives, then what's the lesson? And the mm. lesson is positive, right? Yeah. The lesson is always going to help you learn to not do that again or to avoid that in the future. Um, so those would be like the, the three things there that I would recommend, yeah. That's a great mindset to have is really like a healthy shift your perspective of, like you said, it's not a quote unquote bad experience. It's more, what can I learn from this? It's, it's an experience, right? It's an experience and some are better than other. <laughs> some are yeah. a little bit more, more, more tough love, <laughs> I would call mm-hmm. them. Um, but I, I feel you. I feel you and I hear you. Yeah, um, I think one thing I wanted to add there, yeah. though, like we, we go through life trying to avoid pain mm-hmm. often. Like we try to like just we're always trying to tiptoe around the discomfort and the pain. And life is really about embracing, you know what I mean? Embracing the pain and, and embracing life, right? That's, Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> life, right? So, you know, for anyone who's trying to like tiptoe around discomfort and pain of the change or what's going on in their life, like my, you know, my advice is to, to embrace it, right. To, to recognize that life is not always going to be, you know, rainbows and sunshine and, you know, just accept that there are going to be sometimes where maybe it's going to be painful or it's going to suck and just accept that that's, you know, but it's just a moment in your experience. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's it's maybe three months or maybe it's just a, maybe it's a year or maybe, but you have so much more life to live and it's just a Mm. moment in time. And so to embrace that and allow yourself that space to, to be in the pain or to learn from it or to, you know, start to work through it so that you can come out the other side again. And you said something key there is going through it rather than avoiding it. So the more you push it away, the more it's going to come back and basically hunt you. So when you're ready and have courage to take action on it and allow it to be there and, and just when it sucks, like you said, it let it suck. Let it suck for a while. Not too long, but let it suck as long as you need it yeah. to suck. It doesn't yeah. have... I, yeah, totally resonate with that because that's the true... Um, message behind this podcast is that it's a it's a roller coaster life is a roller coaster of ups and downs and we always see these success people out there and we're like wow their life must be perfect and they they must have it all figured out well shit gets real when we talk and we have these conversations like you and I openly about no life doesn't always is you know rainbows and colorful and bubbly it gets messy and it gets chaotic but you know what there's better days to come and there's better things to look forward to but when it sucks you just need to let it suck a while absolutely absolutely i love that so alex as we kind of wrap up what is one piece of advice i know you've gained so many but what's one piece of advice you would leave our listeners to live their most authentic life find time to connect with yourself like one of the biggest things like i realized was a we're just, we're so easily influenced, especially early on in our, in our years, like in the teenage years, early twenties, we're so very much influenced by our friends and our environment. 
And sometimes we build up these things that we think we want or how we think we are or, you know, and, and we create these false goals or these false intentions that aren't true to who we are. So my advice is to find time or create time and space to be with yourself, to ask yourself, what do I really want? What really speaks to me? And don't just follow what other people are doing. Don't just follow what your family wants for you. Don't follow what your friends want for you. It's okay to have, to get perspective. It's okay for, you know, all these things, but just really take time to check in with yourself. And sometimes don't get hung up as well in the feeling like, oh, I don't, I don't know what I want. If, if you're not sure, but you have, you think that it might be something, try it, just try it, just try things. Cause you won't know until you actually try and, and you're going to learn a lot. The worst, worst case is that you don't like it, but you've, you've discovered one more thing that you don't want, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to go through several things we don't want to figure out the one thing that we do. Um, so take time to connect with yourself and try new things. Love it. Thank you so much. It was really great to have you on the show today. Thanks for being open, being honest, and being authentic. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate you. And thanks for having me. Thanks. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head on over to our website, embraceyourlifepodcast.com to learn more about how you can live your most authentic life. Thank you for listening. And until next time, Remember to embrace your life.